doing, Jake? Not very good, mate. I feel as bad as you look. <laughs> oh, mate. Some night, though. Well, it was good other than, other than the score in the rugby, but I don't really want to talk about yeah, that, do we, you? We, we'll, we'll gloss over that. Oh, uh, yeah. I tell you what, have you have you spilled today? No, I haven't, have you? I've done a little bit of organic fertilising from my mouth, yes. I've told you before, I'm too tight to spew. Once, once I pay to put something in my body, I'm not letting it come out again. Oh, my God. I wish I was... Uh, you know, I'd like to say I'm a tight, you know, dairy farmer, but... Oh. Mate, right off. <laughs> One word to describe me. <laughs> oh, I, I, I feel rough as hell, and uh, I, I'm sure we agree that we are never, ever doing another podcast hangover ever again. Never, but... I gotta say, it is quite amusing, isn't it? We like to give it Billy Big Balls with big time drinkers on this podcast. We have our one of our only nights out since March, <laughs> or should I say, big big nights out since March. And um, yeah, I don't want to drink now again for like another six months. Yeah, you say that though. I, have you done the maths? I've done the maths. I had fourteen pints last night. Mate, fourteen pints weighs more than me. <laughs> no, but I, I, it, I, it does make me laugh to think, like you say, we haven't been out for you know nine months. And we thought that was a good idea. Didn't we get to like eight and think, well, should we call it a day for there? Mate, I got to five and I couldn't see where I was walking. <laughs> when I was walking down the stairs, everything was blurry. Your eyes start to go. That's the best thing about you. When you've had a few, your eyes just sort of wander in your head. Rolling back in my head. You know? <laughs> but, but I'm so over. I'll say anything. So this pod could be very interesting. Yeah, let's just get this out of the way, I think. But um, I know we're feeling rough, but one good thing to come out of today, well, tomorrow, is the these moustaches will be gone. I could do an extra month <laughs> just to actually show I've done anything. But yeah, no, it's uh, last day now tomorrow when this podcast comes out. And anyone listening, please, 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 and no matter how big or small, we'd appreciate any donation whatsoever. Yeah, it's a great cause. And of course, you know, COVID has not only um, ruined any hopes that the DPJ have had of fundraising, but has also put more strain on their services than ever with... Uh, more people in isolation and um yeah i uh that, well, was, that was quite a coherent sentence for us though it was sorry about this we are very unprofessional tonight <laughs> even more so than normal but hey ho but not the um the link for our just giving page for the our november effort for the dpg is in the bio on our instagram page that uh mr producer over by there runs he's looking all right yeah he's, he's looking not too bad actually yeah, a big old wagon on him, mind you. Yeah, yeah, Store some of the liquors. He's got, uh, got fucking. Oh yeah, I'm allowed to swear now. <laughs> yeah, he's got. Yeah, you are over eighteen, Dad. <laughs> he's got a fucking big old uh, fuel tank, so I have. Yes, I don't know about you, Dad, but I've had a few people message me asking why there wasn't a podcast out last Monday. Um, I think we could do with explaining that we've gone over to fortnightly podcasts. This is purely, really, so that um. You know, with our commitments on the farm, that we're not tying ourselves to making sure that we release one every single Monday. But this way, we can guarantee that we get quality ones out to you guys every other Monday. But we did have our message of the week actually talking oh. about this as well. This is going to be a new feature, um, you know, or fortnightly feature, should we say, that we have a message of the week. So if any of you have got anything funny to say relating to any of the podcast, just drop us a line on an Instagram account and our producer will choose the message of the week. Dai, can you uh, read this message out, please, mate? Because, you know, my dyslexia is bad enough on a normal day, let alone with a stinking hangover. Yeah, well, uh, like we say, there was a lot of people up, outraged that they, they didn't have their Monday podcast. And one of them was uh, Liz King and Fairplay. She said... Um, Quality. 
She started by taking the piss out of me by going, ah, mate. Uh, just checking if Di forgot to milk as well as upload the pod this morning, cheeky cow. Uh, or have you run out of entertaining farmers already? Uh, she's even had a digger you, but you're Jake. What, she, a digger me? Yeah, she says, uh, but in all seriousness, <laughs> you're doing a, <laughs> doing a cracking job and hope everything's okay. Just didn't realise how much I was looking forward to the next pod. Fair play, Liz. Um, you're our message of the week this week. And... Man, we need to call it something else because it's not weekly. We just tried to yeah. get that point over to everyone, and oh, we'll hang so, up. We'll be more professional than this next I'm week. So we promise. Sorry, talking of oh, not next week, the week after. Oh my god, <laughs> talking. Oh. Should we just get on with the guest and talk about him? Yeah, well, we uh, when we realised we would be doing this hangover, we thought right, we're gonna have to pull this out of the bag and get someone who can carry the ship, didn't we? Oh yeah, and sorry, what's carry the ship? That's not a saying, is it? Is either? Is either? Not, fly the ship? Nope, no, that's not it. Let's fly a plane. You, you either carry the load or you sail the ship. Uh, someone who could lead the way. Oh well, we've got a bloody good guest anyway. Yeah. This this guy, top quality. He's fairly well known within the agricultural circuits, and oh. yeah, he was on Country Falcon months ago. And it's not Adam Henson. No, 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 no. He's also well. He's he's one of a kind, really. Great, yeah. great character. No, um. Today we've got Mr. Tom Price, um, absolute legend. He's um, farming, farming hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres of spuds in Herefordshire. Alongside that, he's um, not just spuds, arable as well. And alongside that, he's, he's an Alan Carr lookalike. Alongside that, he's a full-time Alan Carr lookalike. Alongside that, they run um, a massive contracting firm and a machinery dealership, and was actually the um, uh, Farmers Weekly Contract of the Year in 2017. Um, and he talks all things farming. Um, is his path into farm? Oh, Jake, save me! <laughs> all in all, he's a great bloke, and we hope everyone enjoys listening to him. Bye. Do you want to do the? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pub Yields Podcast. Even that sound hangover, die. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> well, <clears throat> welcome. I'm gonna have to speak. I'll be back now. to the Pub Yields Podcast. I got a hangover. Hello and welcome to the Pub Yields podcast. And uh, before we start, I can only apologise because me and Jacob are a little worse for wear. Mate, I'm uh, fucked. <laughs> I am an I absolute was... write-off. I couldn't think of anything worse to be doing right now than you know interviewing someone on a podcast with a pint. I can think of something worse as talking to you boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are going to be talking absolute drivel today, but thankfully... Someone who will steer the ship in the right direction, uh, hopefully, is our esteemed guest today. That is Mr. Tom Price. How are you doing, Pricey? Uh, also bad, thank you. Glad to be steering the ship. So, yeah, so, we, uh, we're, we're not very fresh today. You can probably tell by looking at us, mate. We, uh... we never look fresh, but you look particularly not very fresh today, I reckon. I know. Yeah. I know. I, um... For the listeners, imagine a bag of sick. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the microwave. 
<laughs> I think that's a fairly accurate description. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we just made a pact before we came uh, live with you. We were like, we are never doing this hangover again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, not great. Anyway, but we were hoping that you would be able to, you know, cheer us up like you seem a pretty... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not alien to um, carrying conversations as my hinge profile will tell you. <laughs> anyway, Pricey, what are you drinking, mate? Oh, well, well uh, for the listeners who can't see you, this pint is a lot like my sex life at the moment. There's no head on it. But yeah, that pint could be a, describe your whole life, Di. Not much head. Uh, <laughs> cheers, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> you offering it? No, mate. I, I'm just about keeping my Barocca down there. Don't anything else with this hangover. <laughs> If you can rustle up some, some sponsors, then Jake will give you a head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did worse to get on the Farmers Weekly. Uh, so, <laughs> so, for the listeners of home, you are, of course, uh, part of the furniture at Russell Price Farm Services, um, an incredible organization. Um, do you want to just explain a little bit about uh, RPFS, what you do, your role within it, and uh, where you're from? And where you're from, Where you're yeah. from would be a good start. Um, so, so both me and Russell Price Farm Services are based in Herefordshire, um, towards the Worcestershire border um, between between Leven and Bromyard, if people know the place. Um, so I suppose in terms of the organisation, um, imagine the mafia and then 10 times bigger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the peaky blinders so, yeah, so, of the potato industry, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the, the business is, is split into three parts. Really, um, we're contractors, farmers, and machinery dealers, um, all rolled into one. Uh, jacks of all trades, masters of none. Yeah. Um, so the, the company started in the early 90s um, when dad borrowed his, borrowed my granddad's harvester and paid a higher fee on it um, and went around harvesting spuds for the, for the spud growers in the county. Um, he then rustled up enough money to buy a planter and de-stoner and, and, and sort of snowball from there. Um, then the farm side came, he started taking on tenancies so he could sort of add a bit of arable to then allow him to grow potatoes for himself and, and sort of expose himself to the, the positive markets that were, um, you know, sort of around at the time. Um, the, the farm side then grew and in 2008 we took on our first uh, machinery dealership, which is Sumo, which is quite a small company at the time, um, but are now becoming uh, the one and only in 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 cultivations as well as storage running but um so yeah to, so today that's that's pretty much what we're doing we run from a single site at uh, a town farm in castle Froome, um servicing customers raping and pillaging land and and selling kit yeah as and when oh that's uh you know as someone who has um been to your place and seen your setup it's it's very impressive um yeah, we, we, you'll have to come up one day, Jake. Have a yeah, look. definitely. I'd be keen to do that. You, uh, you definitely got your eggs in a fair few baskets there anyway, haven't you? Fingers and pies is all it's about. <laughs> <laughs> That's on your hinge profile as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you wouldn't have what uh, many would call a typical entrance into agriculture, even though being the um, son of uh, such um, an establishment as that. Uh, do you want to just talk a little bit about how you got into farming? Yeah, I suppose... Um, it's almost sort of despite my best efforts that I ended up farming. Um, it was very much a childhood where I was encouraged not to go farming. Um, obviously, to spend time with dad and stuff over harvest, you were sort of exposed to that anyway. As, as many of our members are sat in the combine cab with dad until stupid hours in the morning. Um, 
and then yeah I went off to to boarding school at Monmouth aged 14 and sort of from then until aged 18 I, I was really on the farm anyway um, apart from sort of some holiday work grated potatoes which wasn't exactly um, a job you give someone if you're trying to encourage them to a career in agriculture yeah um, so yeah aged 18 I did my first harvest um, and accidentally really liked it um, and so I went off to Harper and did um, rural enterprise and land management um, which if you're from a farming background and you think you might want to go farming don't do that because um, <laughs> you end up finding out that land agents are really not really well regarded by farmers no um, especially where I did my placement in Oxfordshire as well where they're a little bit red chino wearing um, I won't say the word but thinking oh yeah I can just go and doss about for 10 years being a land agent and come back to farm um, but it wasn't really that simple it wasn't a, it wasn't a career that you know the land agency job didn't really appeal to me much um, and so after uni I came back to the farm and accidentally never left really yeah so would, would you say you learned to drink at Harper or um, I reckon I learned to drink um, at a very young age actually um, on breast milk <laughs> but I reckon, yeah, if you're talking about alcohol, yeah, I suppose it was a good grounding, I reckon, in, in the dark arts. Um, yeah, I suppose I joined the rugby club, and within the first week, I was getting covered in feathers and, and eating all sorts of well, dog food, was when it came to mind. And um, yeah, it was, it was a character building experience to say the least. Yeah, yeah, but what about um. Uh, your cousin's wedding. Uh, you, you say you claim you can drink, but uh, what happened there? Maybe we all claim we can drink, but you know, <laughs> look at the state on us too. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. It's bold of you to say that, Di. Look at the state. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there was a time when I got nearly as bad looking as you are. Um, <laughs> it was it was shortly after we graduated, and I think it was still sinking in sort of the divide between you know behaving acceptably and still being at Harper. So I was still a little bit in the Harper mode and we went to my cousin's wedding, which was a really nice occasion, lovely sunny day. And um, we ended up on the table next door to the bride and groom. And someone on the table had the bright idea of playing this word game where you're each assigned a word and every time that word is said during the speeches, you have to take a drink. Yeah. Of course, I got something really facetious like and or it or and then. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'll tell you what it was. The, um, <laughs> the groom's father was called Dick. So every time someone said Dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, every time I was drinking, I was smoking as well. But um, I reckon I was pretty well watered by the time it got dark. Um, anyway, one thing led to another. And last, last, I think I was seen, I was um, trying to strip the groom naked. Um, I, was, I was grinding on poor Auntie Sue. <laughs> um, and uh, that the poor DJ eventually gave in to my constant shouts of play Johnny Be Good. Yeah. Very well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, bun bundled in the car home, um, unsurprisingly, making a tip to myself. Got back on the drive at home and uh, needed the loose. So I, I started executing the perfect walking wee right in front of my mum. <laughs> Obviously she's mortified. She's never seen something so incredible in her life before. Um, <laughs> It was, yeah, I think it was a mixture of bewilderment and disappointment on her face, um, which obviously in my drunken state was translated in my brain to splendor. Um, and so, yeah, walking we, and I never did up my trousers then. I got in the house and, um, 
yeah, was just walking around with trousers around my ankles in front of <laughs> the, the 14 year old dog sitter that Mama got to watch the yeah. <laughs> so, um, How I'm not on a list, I don't know. Yeah. Especially with your hairline, they would have thought you were. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I look bad enough as it is. Uh, but no, talking of drinking, I know one of the best nights of my life was your 21st, mate. That was some swig, that was. Uh, yeah. that, uh, Di actually managed to sleep with someone that night, didn't he? It, yeah. might, it might not be in a woman, but, you know, he managed yeah, to sleep yeah. with someone who looks very similar to some of the women. Around. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> I, I ended up waking up in a uh, pigsty because uh, there, was so, there were so many people there. The deal was, uh, you know, sleep in your cars or whatever. But you, the pigsties you had had just been freshly bedded down, this really nice golden yeah, barley that's, straw. That's in the, the, the head I've got right now, I'd more than happy to go find it now. But that was, that was a hell of a night. That'll do, pig. That'll do, pig. <laughs> That'll do, pig. <laughs> yeah, that's a similar one. I don't remember anything um, past a certain point. Well, I remember bits and bobs. I remember um, buffaloing my dirty pint. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. my grandma <laughs> putting a swift stop to me chopping the second one, obviously, as is, as is the forfeit. Um, and then a picture came out a few... Well, I reckon it was about a week later, me crowd surfing as well, which I, which I quite yeah. I, I remember. I remember having you on my shoulder, helping you crowd surf. Talk, talking of uh, dirty pints, do you remember my 18th? Oh my God, they're hilarious. My 18th, right? Everyone started uh, passing an empty pint, gra- pint glass around to raise money to buy me the 130 worst... 130 quid pint you had in the end. <laughs> to, to, buy me, to buy me the worst dirty pint you can imagine, right? So this pint glass was going around and uh, yeah, well, I don't think it was 130, I think, I think it was eight, by the end, it was 85 quid in this, uh, in this pint glass to... Um, but anyway, my mother was there. My mother was quite formidable. Like, you won't mess with my mother. Stern. She's school teacher, Stern. She's quite formidable. <laughs> this boy went up to the bar, going to, to, to say, you know, everything on the top shelf, whatever. And my mother just went up to him and said, Well, I hope that's not for my son. And he went, No. And she said, Well, I'll take that then. So not only did I not have to down a dirty pint, but I pocketed 85 quid. <laughs> <laughs> So you, uh, you had a good few years in Harper then and you definitely enjoyed yourself there. You played quite a bit of rugby there too, didn't you, Pricey? You uh, actually made the first team alongside Di, didn't you? Yeah, man, I'm fucking sick of rugby. Um, so I you, do, up... you do look like Andy Good. You do look like yeah. Andy Good. <laughs> Andy Good and Alan Carr's love child. That is you. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. What, what, I, what I lack in athletic ability, I make up for in slick hands and sick chat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what, what are you? You're a 10 or a 15 anyway, aren't you? So you are literally Andy Good. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, I slept at 15 for Harper. Um, yeah, picture the scene, about six injuries in the back line. Um, <laughs> necessitates a call up for the fat kid who's just arrived from Herefordshire. Yeah. <laughs> but we did all right. We, we played, um, actually, a, a quite a good standard, actually. We played against, like, Loughborough, Loughborough seconds and, oh, yeah. uh, like, Leicester first and, and Birmingham seconds and that, they're not Birmingham seconds, uh, Nottingham seconds. Um, so it was, it was quite um, a good stage for me to humiliate myself on. Uh, for people at home, Pricey is one of those people that are just, you know, annoyingly good at everything. Yeah. And I remember when, before I really knew Pricey, I, um, there was an Agrix versus the Realmies um, cricket match. Yeah. And oh, he was batting sixes everywhere. You, you, imagine, <laughs> you imagine, I, I was supporting the Agrix and sat there and, you know, this, this kid came on for the realms. I was like, oh, right, they're letting, uh, they're letting the special needs kids have a go, eh? <laughs> So anyway, he, he, he wanders out to the crease. He just 
pump, 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 smashing the ball all over the shop. Six, four, six. Get, gets to 50, just declares and walks off. Oh, I, I, <laughs> Pricey, I hate people like you that are so good at sport. <laughs> the short next side boundary. I did top edge one of the car park. No, but you um like like you you quite enjoy your rugby, don't you? Am I right in thinking when you left Harper, you done a bit of travelling and you even played rugby out in Australia? Yeah, so um, yeah, so leaving Harper rugby left left a hole in my heart, you see. So um, when I went on my on my world tour after Harper, um, I was in New Zealand for about a month, and sort of midway through that trip, um, there's a message gone in the group chat. Um, from that first team I said oh does anyone fancy playing rugby in Australia I was like yeah yeah alright then <laughs> so um, so the club from the bush in Australia got in touch and, and I ended up spending sort of yeah two months playing bush rugby in a place called Gunnedah in New South Wales but yeah if um, it's bush rugby we'd all play that <laughs> <laughs> I like it's the sound of the fun. bush league <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Put my name down. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked a lot about Russell Price Farm Services, but in 2017, you went and won the Farmers Weekly Contract of the Year, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, that was that was a long week. Um, that was the first week back at our final year, so we reckon we were on the we would have got back on the Sunday night, on it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, awards was on Thursday night, so on the on the Thursday morning, I had to uh, get the train from Telford Central down to London. Still feeling a bit frail. I reckon I slept most of the way, to be honest. Met Dad and the boys. I don't know where now. Yeah, roughly central London. Um, started drinking about three in the afternoon there as well. I'm <laughs> horrendous. Um, got to the event. Luckily, the food there is fantastic. So that set me right. <laughs> and the buzz of the occasion was brilliant as well it just makes you feel less crap yeah. so um, yeah so it's a really cool venue sort of going through this really like uh, grand looking hotel you go downstairs and it's like this basement but like a massive cabin which is really well kitted out um, then Giles Brandreth was a speaker he was, he was a funny bloke clever bloke um, and I don't think for a second dad thought he was going to win but he was, he was keen to go down anyway because he loved, he loved a beer with dad um, but yeah, luckily, luckily you won, and we had a really good night. And, and poor old boy, he's, he's he's tight at the best of times. But I think he he felt obligated to get a bottle of champagne in for the boys. Yeah. Um, went out to the bike, you see him shaking as he handed his card over. It is um, something else in there, though, isn't it? The, the the money you have to spend just to buy around in that place is. Yeah. I don't think you can buy around in under 30, 40 quid. Can you? Every time you go well, to the. All bar- I'm saying is thank God for the three point three billion pound a year we get in subsidies. <laughs> 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 oh no fair, fair play to you absolutely incredible and um we were speaking to Iona a few weeks ago on the pod about it as well it's some venue isn't it and yeah just how to see that many farmers in the middle of London you realize that you were a you're a part of a bigger thing aren't you you know yeah mate um Iona was there as well you, you interviewed a while back um she was on real good form that night she was busting serious shapes uh I reckon, you know, if she, if she had tits, one of them would have fallen out. We love you, Iona. We love you, Iona. <laughs> Missy babes. Yeah, Missy babes. Yeah, everyone's just jealous because she's going to win the, the puppy shield. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm fucking bang out of all that is. Tracy, what, what did you tell me in the week? What have you been doing? Oh, I've, been, I've been practicing with pints of water and I can't get fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> 
try and do it in less than 12 seconds. I'll be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it, of course, Pricey, it's uh, Russell Price Farm Services. And uh, that, of course, uh, it's is Russell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your useless, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's Russell Price Farm Services. And it would be uh, remissant of us not to mention the man himself. Uh, what a legend, eh? Yeah, he's um, he's start- yeah. So he was starting to turn some heads late in his life. He'd um, he'd recently become um, a member of the Late Risers Club in Hereford, um, which is a which is a, it's a very exclusive club, which you can only gain membership by fucking up in a big way. Yeah. Um, and so I think he he got an entry by um, he broke his arm on the farm, so he was on top. He was on the back of a baler for some weird reason. Um, and one of the blokes was coming down quite a steep hill, um, and the grass was wet, and the tractor's, tractor's locked up, and um, the bailers start to come past the tractor. That's the all better bail out of this one. He jumped off and broken his arm. But uh, I think that was <laughs> I think that was one of the less extreme stories of the late rising because one of them uh, was doing. Oh, uh, crazy! Before, before you go, just to reiterate, this is a club, like a farmers' club, that you can only join if you fucked up in a big way. Yeah, so there's a chairman. You you get invited when they hear about your, your balls up. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd be members of Alan Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's not a big enough venue in Glamorgan. Do I want to end it? Okay, no. No, but there, there must be, you, you must have heard some incredible stories from people in our group, then. Yeah, I was, I was asking someone about it, and you reckon there was a bloke who was doing up a cottage on his farm, and uh, he, was, he was having some roofing problems. And, um, well, yeah, it, it mostly revolved around a little lead flashing. So, um, Anyway, he's, he's, he's trudging back up towards the cottage the one day and there's a car stuck in the gateway. It's on the way up there. Oh, being a good citizen, he, he went and towed him out. So, yeah, yeah you know, tapped them on it. Cheerio, chat. And we got back up the cottage. Oh, Christ, all the lead's gone. Turned out that the bloke he just hauled out of his gateway was carrying all the lead in the back of his car. That's quite sunk. <laughs> 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 so, that's the music accessory to a crime. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, 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 he is quite literally... Yeah, he, he aided and betting a criminal. <laughs> he, he robbed himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the other one was uh, oh, it was a drunken story. So Blake's been down the pub. Uh, I reckon he's probably told his wife, "I'll be, I'll be back for twelve. No worries." Um, anyway, he gets kicked out. Well, I probably there's a lock-in or something. Anyway, he's he's um, he's driving home, <laughs> in the old five and drive, and um, he's parked the car up and he's walking the house. He's he's chance to fart, see, which is always a mistake when you're that pissed. <laughs> and he's followed three. Right. How am I going to get past this one then without the wife finding out? So we need all his wisdom. He's um, he's he's dropped trowel, dropped his drawers, and he's dug a hole and he's buried them in the garden. Buried the evidence. No, no problem. Everybody, he's <laughs> so he's walked in the house, start bullet making. He's walked up to bed. He's, and he saw nothing of him. He's got away with that one. Anyway, in the morning, wife's roaring the house down. Where the fuck are the keys? So I don't know, you, you had the keys. So no, you had the keys, didn't you? You had the pub last night. <laughs> oh yeah. I did have the keys, didn't I? <laughs> oh Christ. He's buried <laughs> they're still in the trousers that he's buried in the garden. <laughs> 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 in the garden and dig up his shitty drawers to get the oh, no. keys back out. Man, that's honestly such a good idea. We should do something like that, don't you? Yeah, it does sound good. Sounds good. Not not bury our shitty drawers in the garden. I mean, have a yeah, club. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I thought you were on about that. Oh yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> have a club when. Uh, well, I could be chairman of that, but I fuck up. Me, you'd be life president. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, 
we, we, talk, we were talking about Russell Price Farm Services, um, and you'd have a big old team there now. How many, how many boys would you have on the books there? Um, oh, Christ. So there's, there's four in the office, I reckon about six outside. Um, so yeah, so 10 rises to about 15 squad times. Um, but yeah, we, we've got some characters. There's, um, got any nicknames for these characters? Because every works team is just have certain nicknames and there's usually a meaning behind the nicknames and yeah. like Dai's nickname around you is by Dai, but I don't need to you know, elaborate on why that's his nickname. So yeah, he's a bit of a shirt lifter, is our Dai. <laughs> People can make their own, uh, you know, own assumptions of why he's called by Dai, but uh, yeah. you know, that's for another podcast. Use the right to remain silent. Whatever. So hungover, you can't be asked. Yeah, to I, <laughs> just do what you want, boys. Call me what you want. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite nickname I've seen recently is um, we we had a young chap who came as a bit of a fit, a bit of an operator, and um, we'd heard around the county he's called Bungalow, right? So he's turned up, and it soon became clear that um, he's called Bungalow because there's nothing upstairs. <laughs> yeah. it's funny you say that we've got a bungalow ourselves don't we Jake yeah we have I think every friendship group uh, or every person anyway knows of a bungalow our bungalow right this is how the nickname suits him so well his name was changed on the group chat to bungalow and he's like boys why are you calling me that because my parents live in a bungalow he just completely went over his head by his nickname it's been about six months now and he still doesn't understand no he can't quite grasp it. everyone keeps laughing at him but he still doesn't know why I think that's case in point isn't it that's, that's why you need a bungalow yeah. What other nicknames have you got then, uh, Pricey? Oh, we've got a few. There's, there's, um, there's Smelly, who run, he runs the machinery sales. Um, so Smelly came to us when he was 17 on a youth employment scheme. And um, he turned up on his first day. They reckon he was wearing half a can of deodorant. <laughs> and he stopped the place. Like, they called him Smelly thereafter. Um, anyway, Smelly's, Smelly's a granddad now. He's, he's 49 or something. <laughs> and he's still, he's still now around the county as Smelly. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, this is my worry if I'm when I'm bloody 60 and grey and people are sort of saying alright bye die a <laughs> <laughs> kid came up to die he was only like 14 or whatever at the time when um, uh, the Vale show like our equivalent to uh, Kingdon and went up to die and said alright bye die he never even met him before <laughs> is it you know I, I, I turned around I got Safari out of my phone and Google can you punch a 12 year old <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't Safari, the answer was yes, but you were just scared you might fill you in. Yeah, he was bigger than me at 12, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's uh, Kev, who manages the contracting in the farm. We call him the shepherd because he's given orders to the blokes. Um, we had a bloke called Five Times because you had to explain everything to him five times before he'd get the hang of it. Oh, that's good. We all know what someone like that. Yeah, yeah we all got Five Times. Um, who else is there? <laughs> there's Mr. Jones who's got so many nicknames well he's so he started out with dad in the early 90s and I think his first nickname was Indiana as in Indiana Jones because uh, well his last name's Jones and he, he had this but he, he had a moustache and a freaking long hair as well he looked ridiculous but uh, we're talking about RPFS you've got a bit of a reputation Pricey because I know for a fact you love to break it yeah <laughs> well you've seen me in action and you die <laughs> um, yeah so I had I had Dyson Farmers Group down to town farm um, for a bit of a day to learn about spuds. Um, I mean, bear in mind, I don't know much about them myself, but I, I managed to imprint what little knowledge I did have anyway. Um, I thought it'd be a nice idea to show them how the grader works. Um, for, for those who aren't sort of 
uh, familiar. It's, it's basically a, a big bunker. You tip the potatoes and it goes over a series of rollers and cleaners and then um, an inspection belt where you throw off the bad ones and you let, you let the good ones go through. Um, anyway, so I, I was uh, very practical. I took the box on and um, started going over the hopper. And um, as soon as they got over the top and they're going through the cleaners, it was dragging all of the spuds out. So, we, we, so before, so I was just sort of giving an innocent talk saying, okay, so it goes over here and this is what cleans this and that. Meanwhile, the, uh, the soil bunker is, is filling up with, uh, with good spuds because I've ripped them all through the cleaning units. Lost <laughs> so a box of spuds before I noticed that anything was wrong, um, which has been embarrassing. It was, it was a bit of... Uh, um, and then over here is, uh, is our coal store. And <laughs> it was so funny. I took about 25 young farmers up there and Pricey went, and as you can see now, the graders were bang, 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 bang. <laughs> And behind you, you'll see our <laughs> potato store. <laughs> but no, I will say. Um, they, they loved it. The kids did. They absolutely oh loved God. it. We yeah. had young farmers. Um, we had um, club meeting, I think it was a Tuesday. It was on a Sunday, wasn't it? Because yeah. you came to watch the rugby out in Japan, uh, Wales, France, was their quarterfinals. Yeah. Came to watch and then you all, you, you had all the kids to meet you in the pub. Oh, right. But yeah, I suppose we better not incriminate that, that, that's, the, that's the sort of chairman I've been this year. I was in like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we meet in pub. <laughs> oh, I could tell you the story about how Benton Sumo up as well. Because, um, <laughs> On on the yeah, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of a big deal. On the fence, obviously it all works on the stick, so obviously forwards is to go faster and obviously backwards is to slow down. But when you're in reverse, it's the opposite. So obviously you you, you know you push the stick the opposite way you go in to slow down. Anyway, I got confused. I put it in reverse and pulled the stick back to slow down. Anyway, it sped up and I spattered into a tree, and the backer roll on the sumo came round <laughs> like this. So I had a bit of an offset on the backer roller. <laughs> and, um, and that's, that's the only time, I think, that my dad ever called me a <laughs> <laughs> I know, I FaceTimed you, uh, well, FaceTimed you quite a lot, and uh, back uh, when the spud harvest, your, your FaceTime, you were just sat in a 20-plate John, brand new 20-plate John Deere. I was like, why have they given that to you? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's going to break it, it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah. He just wants to get in that club, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can roll around corners of 50k trying to roll the thing <laughs> <laughs> I would like to go on to um, is, is your address Kington? no it's, um, it's close mine we're, we're Norton Cannon um, but you, you're getting out the show now are you? yeah because the reason I ask for the, the, the listeners at home is for uh, three years three or four times now uh, Price has been good enough to have us all up to Kington show and you know we all crash it is after and uh my God, what an underrated place that is, Kington Show. One of Britain's best kept secrets, I reckon. Oh, I, well, the thousands of listeners will all flock to there next millions. time. Right? The millions the of millions listeners, of listeners. Yeah. flock there next time. Yeah, now. Yeah. It's an eclectic mix, isn't it, of, of the Welsh boys that come down from the hills for their one social a year yeah. and just a load of senior-old girls which, which come for a similar reason. Yeah, I, I, tap in season. Up in season, yeah. <laughs> I remember me, you, mine, I'm past my best. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you describing it once as um, if Royal Welsh was a fate. <laughs> All proceeds to the church roof. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I remember once, right, Jake, Pricey had us all up. And uh, we were, in the day, we were drinking in like the shearing tent and all the places around. And, uh, Fucking legend, mate. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and now... Uh, 
we could tell that the place to be was in members, like like in Royal Welsh, the place to be is in members, but it was strict. They only let you in if you are a member. Yeah. But the the members was if you picture the main ring, the north side of the main ring, that's the members tent with the beer garden of it attached to the main ring. Yeah. Right? So uh, we said, oh, how can we get into members and pricey? And he was like, oh, but don't worry, boys, I'll get you all in now. There would have been about eight or ten of us. I'll get you all in now. And we were like, well, you know. He is the Earl of Hereford. He is the Earl of Hereford. He probably just says, whispers sweet nothings to the bouncer, and the bouncer lets us in. So pricey goes, yeah, basically, what, what we'll do, boys, is um, we wait until four o'clock. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then, because at four o'clock, the hunt scurry goes into the main ring. Right, okay, where's this going? And what we do is when they whistle, the Hans Scurry whistle and call all the kids to run on the main ring, we run on the main ring as well. And then as we get towards the middle, we just veer off and jump the fence at the <laughs> north side and end up in members. So what what ended up happening, I, I, I still cry laughing at it now. Just picture now, the Hans Scurry, these, these little toddlers with the little arms and legs running onto the ring, like, oh, I want to go see the dogs. And then all of a sudden, out the way, kids, us with our big long arms and legs. Shuffles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bounding past them. crew shirts, everything just... <laughs> still, still trying not to spill a pint in our left hand. And then we all just veer off, jump the fence, land in the beer garden, everyone looking at us in members, and we all have to just pretend as if, well, yeah, 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 well, you know, this is... Um, yeah, so on fourth cut now <laughs> yeah yeah how's was, was it going boys yeah yeah we've been in here all day but oh uh, I, I love kington show i'll um i'll send you my address after this Bryce, and you can put my invite ready for next year then mate it sounds good you haven't you haven't got email in the waddies though have you <laughs> i haven't i haven't unfortunately no we, you know we've actually by here right now we've got one of the boys who's just come up from the coal mine now and he's running around the hamster wheel to power our internet <laughs> signal by bless him five pound an hour <laughs> Five pound an hour, fuck, not double time here, mate. <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, how tough a year you boys have had because, of course, back in March, uh, the wonderful Mr. Russell Price um, sadly left us, didn't he? Yeah, um, poor bloke got struck down in his prime, um, which, which is really frustrating because he was, he was really starting to shine. He'd, he'd just become. Um, a director of the NAAC, National Association of Agricultural Contractors. Um, he's AHV monitor farmer. He's he spoke at cereals. He um, he's done all sorts of like public appearances, and he was really enjoying his new role as well. And it was um, it was empowering, it was empowering him as well to pass work down to the folks around him. I think everyone was in a much better frame of mind as well. Um, and so to you know to to pluck him at that point was was really rough. Um, especially after the autumn we had and the spring that we had to go, then go through to get um, to get ourselves through the harvest. As far as I'm concerned, they all still work for Dad, and I think we all do. We all work, we all work for his memory, and um, and, I, and I think it's testament to the power of the bloke that even <laughs> even um, from yeah, from the grave he's making us work hard. Well, cre- credit you all you're carrying on his legacy, and I'm sure he'd be very very proud. Strength of character you've shown to just carry on you know, doing what you've done over the last couple of months. And like you say, after the spring you had and we will pull the team together and yeah, credit to you all. Fantastic. Yeah. I think it's important to, to emphasize that you're never alone. Um, I think there's, there's people that have gone through similar experiences or they can, they can emphasize it with, with little bits of what you've been through and what, what you're feeling at that time as well. And it's important to try, you know, to be noble enough to ask them the questions and to, and to really, value the advice they give you. Um, and so I've been very lucky around that the people around me have been so helpful um, and, and really nice um, and generous as well with, with, um, with what they've done. Um, and I, 
like you know, I I'd be in a much worse position now um, without their help. Yeah, I think as well that that's testament to your father, the fact that um, just how, ma how many people respected and uh, loved him and uh, more than happy to help you in your hour of need. Mm. Yeah, the, his, his office was littered with cards for months after he died. And, um, and even now people are still ringing me and saying, are you okay? Is there anything, you know, is there anything we can help you with? Um, so yeah, you know, immensely grateful to all of them. Uh, yeah. Obviously, Pricey, it was... Um, an extremely difficult time and uh, I'm sure you've heard in the previous podcast me and Jacob have really been trying to push the um, the core values and the help of the DPJ did I just wondering if, if, if did you um, reach out for any professional help during uh, that time um, not charity no but yeah I've, I've had my my struggles with mental health this year and um, and I think it's again it's important to, to take even the, the people around you um, you don't know. You don't really notice it in yourself because you just think that you, you're coping. You're trying to get on, um, and you, you're doing the best you can. But it's, it takes someone, I think, close to you to say, "Look, no, um, you need to sort yourself out." Um, to act as a catalyst, then to actually sort yourself out. So um, yeah, I, I've uh, sort. I've been speaking to a counsellor now for what we're on six months, um, and she's been really helpful just to just to help you sort of declutter what's in your head. Um, and to give clarity to your thought process and to appreciate what um, what the reasons for them existing are. Um, and I think as soon as you are more aware of what happens in your brain, you you can you can then make allowances for that, and you can then tune your tune your mindset to accommodate them. Um, uh, you know, honestly, I can't um, <laughs> I can't say enough the 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 help that I've got from counsellors because it's been, it's been revolutionary. It's, it's taught me so much about myself. Um, and I would urge anyone who's been even a little bit down because, you know, we, we're all very lucky, but, and, and, it's, and it's easy to contextualise the issues you're having by saying, yeah, but I could have it so much worse, but that doesn't actually make your problems any, any less. Mm. Uh, and I think that no matter how big or small your issues, if you can have someone to talk to them, talk, with about them, um, I think you'll do yourself a world of good. And it's, and it's important not to suffer in silence because it's, it's not helping anyone, especially not yourself. Man, I just want to give you a hug. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give you a hug. But how good is it for, if there's anyone listening to oh, this incredible. podcast, to hear what you've just said there, that it is acceptable and it is fine to look for help and there is I'd help like, out there. And, you know, like, 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 like you said, there's no good having, having saying to yourself that other people have it worse because it's all relevant to you as an individual. You can only talk about your own personal situation. And that was, yeah, th thank you for being so open and honest here, Pricey. Thank yeah, you. I'd like to think that our generation will be a lot more open than previous generations have been and will, and will be a lot more. The, the stigma around it will, it will be completely it's, obliterated in our generation because it's, it's getting talked about more now. Exactly. It? And it's as simple as if you've got a rotten tooth, you go to a dentist. It, it, there's absolutely no stigma in looking for help. Yeah. Well, people are so, they think they're being proud and they, but there's nothing wrong with going and looking for help. Like I said, other issues you, you look to get them sorted and look to get them fixed. And mm. if, we can just get the stigma gone in agriculture as soon as possible. I think it will just do everyone far better. And characters like yourself talking about your own experience there, Pricey. I suppose the metaphor that I developed for it was, you know, imagine your barn being on fire, but you think, 
nah, I'm just going to focus on this bit over here. Yeah. So that your brain. You need to take care of that. You need to solve yeah. that problem first. Yeah. You just, you just kick in the can that's going to not do anyone to get any good. But yeah, I want to give my as well now. It's incredible, Pricey. It's a testament to you, mate. You know, I've run out of superlatives for you, but I, I, I personally don't think if that happened to me, I would handle it with half the gravitas that you have. Like Jacob said, your father would be proud of you, and I'm bloody proud of you as well, mate. I don't, I don't know. We've, we've all got a drink in our hands. I, I think it only feels right now. Look, we should really have a little drink. A I... little drink to Tom's father, really, shouldn't we? You know? Sure, raise a glass. Raise a glass. <laughs> Do you know what I feel like now? Do you know on the one show when people, yeah, yeah. Do you know people always joke about on the one show when they talk about a really tragic story and then have to change it to like otters making funny faces? Like they have to. <laughs> they have to. Yeah. Oh, on a lighter note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe our producer could come in now and he's like, oh, on a lighter. Here's <laughs> a monkey riding a bike. <laughs> Ready for the alliteration? Yes. The first of our final finishing features. Can't uh, no. The cows are out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we do this every week. We launch this feature and then me and Jake look at each other and go, fuck, what are the questions? So I hope you're, when I'm just writing the questions down quickly. Now, first one, Cabland Classic. No. Nope. You're <laughs> wrong straight away. Most used word or sentence on the farm. Should I get another beer while you're doing that? Yeah, crack on, Pricey. And number two is uh... right then. They're all written out, die. We got them written down. Uh, this time we're gonna laminate them and uh, keep them here. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, <laughs> right. Even right. my writing is hungover. My God. <laughs> I thought I was just happy writing, but never mind. It's, 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 it's not better, is it? It is, mate. Hey, like we've had the conversation before. Ellis Gens, Johnny Hill, they, they all understood my writing in the same place. Right, Pricey, question one. Most used word or sentence on the farm? I have a feeling I know what it could be. Yeah. Oh, well, it's fucked. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. You know, when I think back, I think I'm the only person who didn't swear in my uh, most used word or sentence on the phone. You just like to be different, don't you? Yeah. yeah you're always asleep, aren't you? You're not time to get fucking angry, do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's always asleep. It's the choir boy in me. I don't swear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, Pricey, Cabland Classic. What's your favourite uh, all-time song to drive? Uh, boom, boom, boom by the Venga Boys. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, when, when this comes on, I just think about all the birds that I bang. <laughs> <laughs> you try and bang them to the like boom, 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 and I want you in my room. Great <laughs> 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 You're loving life now, and you're an uh, eligible bachelor living in the centre of Hereford, just cleaning yeah, up. Yeah, no one will have sex with me. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> happens like my, yeah. Uh, yeah. Number three, pit or bales? Uh, bales, fucking charge. Yeah. Good man, good man. Number four, four legs or four wheels? Is this is this on a track in our office chair? Um, we, we can do whatever you want. Yeah, you're, you're the star of the show. I, I do like my ergonomic management fucking office chair. Yeah, yeah. Four wheels, please. Four wheels, okay. <laughs> and your favourite AGM slogan? Um, 
one uh, I did see was uh, I bang harder than a barn door in a storm. Yeah, good. As you can hear, that is the Boris Bell. Um, thank God we haven't got to do this. Oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at him doing this. <laughs> we, um, say that, mind. I've never seen Alan Carr chop a pint. <laughs> <laughs> He's chopped some dick there, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so, are you ready, Pricey? Um, let, me, let, me, let me get the leaderboard up and I'll show you uh, who you are competing with. You ready? Like that uh, that right. girl who was throwing some shapes at the Farmers Weekly Awards you were telling us about earlier. Oh, I think I've, got big, I've got bigger tits for us. That's one nil to me. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Uh, in first place, I own a sap set, 4.7. Are you ready? Three, two, one, go. That's quick. That's quick. That's quick. Please be tight. You! I own a sap set. Was four point seven two seconds. Mr. Thomas Price is four point. No! <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! No, oh, good job. We've been practicing all week. <laughs> right, be honest now. What means more to you, winning the farming contract of the year or being top of the pub deal shield? No, mate. Two nils for me. Bigger tits, and I can down a point quicker. <laughs> <laughs> Pricey, this, this, you, everything about you is incredible, mate. It's been so much fun. So much fun, even with a hang. I lie, actually. My hangover, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, and I'll admit now why they call me by die is because I've got a massive man crush on you, Pricey. Uh, <laughs> he wants to chop someone as well. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I have got nothing but respect, love, just sheer admiration for you, mate. I'm sure it works both ways. Yeah, sort of. Maybe sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Jake? Oh, well, I, I really don't want to say that I've had... Oh, it's been brilliant. Top bloke, Pricey. Top bloke. And... Thank you, Pricey. I love you. Um, remember, everyone, uh, to like, share, subscribe, do all the things that people do to podcasts. Yeah, I wouldn't mind some more donations for this this thing on our list. Remember, this is the last day, your last chance to donate to our Movember cause. Um, follow us on Instagram. It's at Pod, And follow Mr. Price. It's at Price underscore TH. Uh, it just leaves me to say thank you. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Pricey. Everybody, goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.